Some people. Some people <laughs> are actually good people. Boom. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight, we have episode 175, entitled, Love Your Neighbor as Yourself, Part 2. What does it mean to love others, and what does it even mean to love yourself? Can we apply this to every emotional need? We'll be talking about the rest of that at the table this evening. So, pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com slash live, or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you could take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, it'd be great if you can give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Uh, hey, fellas. Sup? Eric? Uh, Sup? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm the I worst. Mean, I'm the worst. You just lead with a bang. I, just, I mean, people are like, not this podcast. I am the worst. Uh, so we went into the office today for work, which was a lot of fun seeing uh, our teammates in person. Oh yeah, at least it, some of them. Is that like a once a month thing? Still, We're, this was the first of once a month. Oh okay. So we we like we've been getting together uh, like randomly from time to time, like month. Maybe every other month. Uh, Do you still have all the same office? Like they didn't give up space or sell it? or We we still have the same buildings, but I no longer have a desk there oh. with my name on it. You have to sit on the floor. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we, uh, but this was the first of the reoccurring monthly in, in office team get-together. Question. Reoccurring? Recurring? Uh, recurring, yeah, right. Or reoccurring? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't no. know. I mean, it's reoccurring. Oh, that well, may be a word. Yeah. I don't know. It's Welcome it's impossible to, to tell. Grammar and well, Rome. you have occur. You have occurring, reoccurring, reoccurring, recurring. Re- What's the difference between reoccurring and recurring? I don't know. To occur. I, th- I feel like this is like a British thing where like where like British like pronounced. Every single letter uh, and like the hard consonant sound. And since you're kind of British, right? You said reoccurring. Actually, I do think that I am a little bit British. Um, like aluminium. Okay, so I looked up results for recurring on Google, <laughs> and it gave the definition of occurring again. I looked up reoccurring, and it says showing results for recurring. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's clear. <laughs> okay, I think recurring. Recurring. Is so monthly recurring. Uh, in office, and it was fun, and we got to honor uh, a teammate, Rob, who did a great job, and he got what we call the Real Deal Award. Ooh, um, cute! He just went, <laughs> yeah, he went above and beyond, and it was just very fun. And uh, it's almost like you're in an office. <laughs> it's almost like we're in an office. Do you get to award that since you're like the team? No, he sits under somebody else. Okay, 
Um, well, they really don't have a lot of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sits below, like the subfloor level. Zinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're getting a new car this week. Oh, my. So how about that? And that's about fun? that? So our lease, we lease our vehicles. And Amy had a CRV. And I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the CRV. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and and mainly it comes down to comfort while driving, mm-hmm. like the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. You're just like you're, there's no way to put your leg out, you know, like or, or like it's like sit back in the seat and have your leg extended. Like gotcha. it, it's, it's more. Well, you're a tall like, guy though. You're just yeah, cramped right. when you appear. Cramped right. all the time. Yeah, and it feels a little tight, like this way. Too, I like, feel it, it's like a little too side. high up for the width of the vehicle. I feel a little wobbly driving it. Mm. And it couldn't hold out for the Cybertruck though, huh? <laughs> well, this is Amy's car. This is her day. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, but we were the we had her car in for inspection at the dealership, and one of the people ran you know ran the numbers and was saying, "Hey, your lease is up in February. You know, we could talk about getting out of it earlier, getting into something eat some new. miles, or not even eat some miles. You probably are in the bonus. We're we're doing we're they're just fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and COVID must have killed leasers. I yeah. Not, I, I mean the people yeah. who lease vehicles right, because right. everybody would have been under. Yeah. Oh, we're way under. See? Yeah. They'll um, buy it back for you. So they bought it back. See? And we're going to pay the same well, same price of what we put down on this one. And we're going to have the same monthly payment, but it's the level up model of the new CRV. Oh, sticking with the CRV, though. Because, I mean, it's, like, Amy's it's car. one of those. Well, it's either that or we move to the passport, which nah, is way more expensive. That's a lot of more. Or cash. the pilot, which is too big. You know, and yeah. we don't need it, you know, and it's her daily driver. I literally drive it maybe 10% of the time. Right. Um, she likes it. But it's cool. It's going to have the heated seats. It's going to have the moonroof. It's going nice. to have the Android Auto. It's going to have, you know, some bells and whistles that, that she's going to love. Like, who doesn't love a heated seat? I love a heated seat. So what year is your current? 19. And now you're so getting... they're So they're, like, they're getting the 2023s in, nice. and this is a 2022. Getting a, Yeah, okay. So we're getting, getting like... a little less We expensive. get the better deal. Yeah on a better model or trim package of mm-hmm. the car. Because um, they said on the new leases, like everybody's basically going to be paying a hundred more dollars a month. If you yeah. go, if you go with the new year. So I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either. There's, There's no doubt. point. And you still put a down payment down though. Yeah. But yeah. it's, but I mean, but it's the same as we did before. Right. You know? So it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, I celebrate that with you. Yeah. yeah. It's good. And it's just, we're going to probably most likely pick it up tomorrow and, We'll have it for the weekend, and it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I'll get Brian's update. He's not here. Yeah, so uh, he's man. well. He's just running real prep hard. week. Prep week. Where's he going? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> Halloween party. Oh, jeez. <laughs> to end uh, evidently to end all Halloween parties. I right. guess so. He's not prepping uh, any anything official. I mean, anything uh, work well, related, well, professional. And that's a good segue. In that, I uh, I'll come back to the Halloween party. So maybe it wasn't a great segue, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> As as you guys know, you know I've had a ten day stretch of volleyball, nine days, that was as comical, as bad, as frustrating, as stressful, where we could have clinched third place and an obvious playoff berth last Tuesday, didn't. Could have clinched playoffs last or last Tuesday, didn't. Could have clinched playoffs last Thursday, didn't. And then last night's match, where we we're playing the last place team. And if we win, we're virtually clinching. And it was the most bizarre volleyball match I'm pretty sure I've ever been a part of. 
where we killed them in game one, got killed in games two and three and couldn't have played worse, and then came back and did well in four, and then in the fifth game went down 5-1, season on the brink, everything's over. My entire timeout speech was, they are begging you to give them a reason to fold. I didn't even say, like, you guys are good. You can do it. We're good <laughs> enough. Of course, I've said all those things for the last three matches to right. no avail. But I said, just give them a reason to choke, and they will choke. And they did. And so we won. So <laughs> just exhausted. And then we had a practice today, and we talked about it a little bit, and then went on to have just a really bad practice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't even care. I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you at this point. You know, it was just like, whatever. All right. Here we go. So that's the bad, except it's still good in that I'm still coaching. Like, it was funny. In the fourth game, which we lost 25 to four, and I. Third game. I've lost 15. No. Because five matches. No. Third game. You're right. Because we won game four. I'm sorry. Oh, I was there. No, I wasn't. But I listened. I mean, I once lost a playoff game 15 nothing, but that was in the old uh, side out scoring. So you had to serve to score. Mm hmm. So, like, if the other team serves, that's how I thought volleyball still back. was. But it's not; it's yeah. side out scoring. So, if they miss a serve, you get a point. So, even at that, we scored four. Um, but this is still that was one of the worst losses I've experienced in a game, twenty-five to four, and it was maybe like fourteen to two or something. And they'd run like five straight points, and the referee looked at me, like, "Aren't you going to call a timeout?" <laughs> <laughs> like he looked at me. He's, well, you said you needed an assistant coach. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anybody on the bench with me. He looked at me, and I would love to see because everybody talks about when I coach, how intimidating I am, and how intense I am. And meanwhile, all I do is encourage. Like I used to yell. I don't yell anymore. You know, it's interesting. For how long I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen you coach, and that's on me. I've never been to one of your games. <sighs> I'm the worst. Apparently it's remarkable. I don't know. <laughs> but he looked at me and I just want to know what my face looked like because <laughs> I just looked at him and didn't say a word, but with my hands and my eyes and my mouth, I basically went, and do what? Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to call a timeout and say what? Stop sucking. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to say. And like, he's like, you're really not calling a timeout. I'm like, what am I going to call a timeout for? And then we went on to lose 25 to four, but then we won the next two games. But I made changes in between game three and four, moved some girls around, pulled two starters from the end of game three, and didn't scream and yell and say, you're the worst. I said, listen, just take a break. Yeah. Sit down. Refocus. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. Maybe. But so, so you had a good coaching night. I mean, yeah, oh, stressful. I, but. The, the quote I've used recently is, and I think I said this, you know, I don't think I've ever been a better coach, and I don't know if it's mattered less. Mm. That is frustrating. Now, is your very next match playoffs? No. Oh. We have one more regular season game. But if we lose, which we're playing the second place team who killed us the first time we played them. So we'll finish with a loss. But the other team that's in the playoffs with us, like that we're vying for the last uh, playoff spot, spot yeah. they're playing the number one team. Ah. So if we both lose tomorrow night, we both go to the playoffs. Oh. If one of us wins, the other one doesn't go. Ooh, but I would say in if if I'll just say it, if Woodland Hills played Hampton a thousand times, they would never win. So now that's even more exciting. If you, they do win, wow. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that's then they've earned it. I, I feel like you've just put that out there. It's I I, I jinxed. anybody who who before this goes before we play tomorrow night or they play tomorrow night, any money you want to bet me. <laughs> 
any money, I will give you 10 to 1 odds. I will give you 10 to 1 odds. I'll give you 100 to 1 odds. That's how confident I am. Wow. So virtually we're in the playoffs, and we've taken too long on this. Can you, yeah. do, can you do DraftKings on uh, high school volleyball? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> I wonder if I just broke a WPIL rule. Eh, it's not me. Anyhow, <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's but just... then you have, you have boys volleyball in the spring Correct. to coach through. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing is, had lunch with Joe today, like we did last, yeah, all of last school year. But his his schedule does not permit it this year. But he had a class cancellation, so I went down, went to Ritter's Diner. Oh, good old Ritter's, packed. We had to wait. We had to wait. Wow, <laughs> Ritter's is good. The plus like server Joe said she's drunk, right? And I was like, no, because she's not wobbly. Maybe really stoned. I don't like. She would like wait. 10 seconds after you talked, and then she would talk. Oh, oh that's so wow. awkward. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> no. processing, Something? processing, no. processing. And then I ordered my Philly <laughs> uh, steak and cheese omelet. She goes, you always get that when you're here. I, maybe it was there eight months ago, oh, and I wow. may have ordered it. I told, I told Rachel. That would be that amazing. Would be something. It's very possible. I said to Rachel, you know, they look, they watch. <laughs> no, you know what this means? <laughs> Got to go back. You have... A hand twin out there, apparently. Ah, yes. That goes to Ritter's. That's what all she... she could see were my hands. Yeah, that's right. That's a well, forced application of a friend's episode. It is a forced <laughs> application. But you must have a twin out there. But the reason why I bring it up is it was outstanding hanging with Joe. Yeah. I mean, he's doing well. He's doing well in class. We talked about costumes for the Halloween party. And I told Rachel the other day, because I was like, what about this? She's like, no. Like, what about, wait, no, 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 what about this one? She was like, no. And I said, you know what, honey, after 23 years of marriage, I found one of the ways that it's not fun being around you. And she's like, what is that? I said, you don't spitball. Like brainstorm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I hear what you're saying, but what if? Right. Right. Build on each other. to, To be fair to her, it was Sunday night at... Nine o'clock, and she's ready to go to bed. Right, last thing. She but wants she's to stressing about, about she doesn't have a costume. Uh, and I'm like, what uh, about this? Now that is frustrating, right? Because you're trying because to help right, her. you're trying to help her, and she's saying no. But like, she's saying that she doesn't have any idea. But like, you're trying to solve her problem. And, and again, and, let's just roll with it. And so Joe yeah. and I today, I mean, it we were, and it's the same thing as it as anybody who's creative. You go well past what is appropriate mm-hmm. that you could never do. Yeah. And then you back it up until you find that line yeah. and you just cross back over it. You know, well, if you just go, no, well, then there you go. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And it was just, and I tweeted about it, just one of those simple things of life. We had a good lunch. We had a good time. He told me about uh, driving Ben to school. And they, uh-huh. they decided to play, do we get a parking ticket uh, lotto or roulette? Uh, by not paying for parking okay. in a parking space. Interesting. This is Joe and Ben. Yeah. Okay. And $40 says they lost. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hopefully they don't play that game again. And I said, now did he split that with you? He went, no. Oh, <laughs> Ben. But, ben, the guy uh, who carries all kinds of cash. I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he's always rolling. Well, deep. but see, not anymore because he's a good boy. He yeah. listens to his dad. He doesn't carry. He's, that's probably what he said. Joe, you know what? <laughs> you a few months one. ago, I would have. I would have just ripped the 20 off of, of my fat stack here. <laughs> Except it wasn't in a stack, it was just a pile. It was just Wado cash. 
with one check for a hundred dollars as well. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> he is a treasure. Joe said he uh, Ben finally got to go around his body twice with his belt. <laughs> Wait, he's losing weight. I don't. I guess. Or That's else he bought scary. a bigger belt. Who uh, Ben's losing weight? I, well, he just said Ben finally made it twice around with the belt. So like that freshman fifteen <laughs> is not a thing for Ben. Wow. Oh but my gosh. well, he is probably more active. Now they have to walk. I mean, there's they, and marching they have a band and, Wait, well, and that's walking, true this around, time of year. walking around Oakland. Yeah. And, yeah. Do you guys want to know a secret? Yes. Well, just just the three of us and everybody at the table. Okay. We passed a guy driving one of those scooters, and I said, well, "That's not one of those rent ones, the electric scooters." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, "No, that guy built his own." He goes, "But those things are fun." And I said, "Joe, have, have you been on one of those?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." Because it's a 25-minute walk to campus. He goes, it cost me three bucks to rent one of those. He said, it's cold. Nice. And I said, well, you know what? That's a good loophole. I said, because your mother said you weren't allowed to get a bike. He goes, oh. And he goes, nah, she said I wasn't allowed to ride one of these. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, I know your Uncle Tommy's really proud right now. So I'm, I'm secretly proud. Good thing mom doesn't listen to this uh, well, show. we'll find out if she does. And I know <laughs> she doesn't. So, But he did say he and Ben have had some good conversations about a lot that's going on. Oh, that's awesome. I love that's those guys. Wonderful. Oh, they're the two best. I, how how can I even phrase it? Best yeah. old men, nineteen year olds. Yes, there you go, there you go. Who, when they were in fifth grade, when we met you guys, like they were almost instant best friends. It was glorious to watch. It's been glorious to watch. Mm-hmm. Yes, it had. Yes, yes, still is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so for me, yeah, I'm going to get a little heavy for a minute. Although I will preface it by saying I'm in a good mood tonight, and I'll explain that as well. But um, past few weeks, I've been alluding to health issues. And so a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago, time is really blurred. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Or it hasn't even really been that many, has it? It's been like a I don't week think and a half. When you and I talked on Sunday, I was like, wait, it's been three days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really. It's wild. Anyway. Because there's a lot of buildup. Right. Yeah. So my Amy was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, gosh, it was just a week ago. Like We Thursday. talked about it. Yeah. We talked about it on the podcast because you were oh, going. Oh, that's right. We yeah. were going to have the meeting. Yep. Yeah, the follow-up meeting, appointment, whatever. Um, and so, and yes, and so, yeah, it's cancer. Um, so this was after it was removed, right? So theoretically, we were told there's nothing left in there, but she still has to go through all these steps and even another surgery. And the, the whole... We've had a obviously any this is it's a tough time no matter what, but we've been talking about how like every step of the way, the news has just gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Like at first it was like oh it's near the surface and that's not really you know it's almost never where where a cancerous tumor is. It's probably just a cyst or something and like you know no big deal. We'll just remove it. And then, of course, right after the surgery, the doctor's like, um, I'm not so confident anymore. We'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll do the tests on it and we'll see. And sure enough, we go into the meeting last Thursday. <sighs> it's cancer. Mm. So that's bad enough news, right? Um, but now, and for any, you know, I'm sure most of it you out there don't know. Like when they remove something like that, they just, it's like getting your wisdom teeth out, basically. They, they put you in that twilight yeah. Anesthesia where you're, you know, you're not totally out. You're just. You can hear the room. Right. But yeah. You, but you don't know it. Like you're right. not really, you don't have any memory of it. Right. Um, but now she has to have lymph nodes removed. Not that there's 
more cancer per se, but that's that's how I guess it would travel. Yeah, that's that's the vehicle that'll you know send it out to the rest of the body. Right. So she has to have this is a much more major surgery. She has to go under general anesthesia, get knocked out, breathing tube down her into her lungs, the, the whole thing, right? Yeah. But, which is really what she's most scared of right now. Sure. Um, so we get that bad news, and her surgery is scheduled for November 1st. Hmm. And here, yesterday, the doctor called her and said, oh, now that we, you know, that you, you had this uh, positive case in um, one side, now we're looking at the original mammogram for the other side, and we think you better go get that checked out. Um, like have you know have a second one done and maybe an, another ultrasound because we think we might see some stuff. And so we're like, okay, here's more bad news on our trip through this whole thing. And it really felt like the worst news yet. Like the, the initial like yeah. C word mm-hmm. is like horrible. But then when you hear, you know, they well, it's probably they probably got it all. Okay, that sounds good, but now oh, it's looking like there's just more. Mm. And that is like a it, it was really I mean, it's maddening and it's defeating and it's like you have like you know, oh, it used to be just one. Oh, they removed the one thing. And now they didn't even have a number. They're just saying, "Well, we see some things." You know, we see something, and it's just like this nebulous sort of like, well, what does that mean? Right, like, that's worse. Is she like full of cancer? Just like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah, what aren't you telling me? Right. And especially, like, okay, scary. let's go backwards. You said, I'm less confident. Did you know then? Did you know, not you. You must oh, say to right, the doctor. right, right, right. You say to me, you're less confident. Did you yeah. walk in there then knowing, well, I don't have an appointment till Thursday, so I want to give him some hope. Yeah. You're like, no, I didn't think that. Maybe he did. Yeah. But, I mean, I clearly, I, I think in retrospect, he was like, and I, I, I get it. He didn't want to say, oh, I think, you know, it is. Because what if it wasn't? Then you're like scaring us for no reason, I guess. I don't know. But mm. it's been, it's just been tough. But fi- finally, some good news today. This is why I'm in a good mood tonight is that, um, so she had this follow-up mammogram today. And they were like, oh, no, it's nothing. There was just like shadows or like Eric said earlier, oh, there's a smudge on the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, so the good news is there's nothing else detected. So she still has to have the surgery because you just don't know what's traveling and what's too small to be detected, that sort of thing. Mm. But so, but but we're not, like, in a worse case than right. we were. Back to where state. we were. We're back to, like, yeah. We're back to the bad news. Right, we're back yeah. to just not the bad Not the really news. bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not out of it, and she still has to have this major surgery, so that's that all is still taking place. It's just that the one slight positive today is... Oh, it's not still getting worse. Like every day, you know, we're hearing more bad news. That's good. We finally heard something like in the positive direction. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, and that's you know, and I, I celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take the wins. You gotta have. You gotta. <laughs> but I agree with the, the fact that that's good news. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the good news is it's not worse. Yay. Mm-hmm. And we just for months on this podcast, I've been talking about. Man, we we're just going through it. Right? How many times have I mentioned the car, the shed, this, that, health problems that weren't me or Amy, like just other other things going on. Yeah. Um, Family drama, blah, 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 blah. And we just feel like, well. Well, this puts a period on that sentence. Yeah. When Amy Amy has literally said, (laughs) I feel like God was preparing me for this. Well, like, you know, which 
is sad. But that's but, also great. Yeah. Because very often it's okay, God, why would you let this happen? Right. And, and there's there's deeper philosophical and theological conversations about that. When the reality is, yeah, he's been toughing toughening her up right. for this moment. Yeah. You know, to be able to be strong and and to uh, persevere through this. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I am a lead director on a podcast with emotional responding and oh. things like that and comfort. We'll go to listen sometime. More people should listen to that. Uh, for sure. But you guys definitely need to keep a notebook. Oh, interesting. Yeah, for pod. Um, for terrible comfort people give you. Interesting. And <laughs> times they steal your story. Okay. And <laughs> oh, if, if Amy allows it. I got to say, if like, yeah, if sure. Amy would well, allow no, it. Just, just don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she, she would be the one writing, you know, recording most of it. Yeah. I would definitely want to roast people that are the giving the worst responses to kids. <laughs> I mean, but it, but it's true. No, I, mean, I know, dude. You've, you, say, you've been there, right? Yeah, and they'll say ever. I mean, to the to this day, and it was at that point. No, I know, I did know about all this. I because we learned all this in like 2008, and Trey wasn't diagnosed till 2010. But a woman said to me, "Oh, neuroblastoma." My my cousin's son had that, and he's fine. Yeah, and I was like, I couldn't care any less about your cousin's son. And, right, oh, and then man. years later, when Trey died, she goes, "But my cousin's son made it." Oh my gosh, no! She doubled down. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh, this is the worst. It's so the I hope I was almost in my head as you were saying that I was getting ready to like. Give her, forgive the first one. Like, oh, okay. you're going to say, well, here's what she's doing. And I get it. She's giving yeah, me hope. Right. Ne- right. Or trying to give you hope. You're trying, not going to yeah. come across somebody who's just going to like shame you guys or try to make you feel bad. They're yeah. all well intentioned. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. But it's a case study and <laughs> missing the mark. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Two years from now, I'll pull out the journal and be like, yeah, listen to this. <laughs> John Smith, on this day two years ago, he told Amy. <laughs> We're on week three of uh, Bad Cancer Comfort with Chris and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> this nurse. Oh, they come in. They're the worst. That might be a relief for people uh, that are have are going through it or have family going through it. Like to have them on and like let's talk about. Well, we've done yeah. bad comfort before. Yeah, but, but I we mean, haven't with, had... with a guest. Yeah, like okay, mm. you've gone through this horrible thing. Let's talk about how yeah. people are the worst and how we because ultimately we're going to comfort that person who's gone through a bad time, and we're going to help other people to respond in a much in a better, better way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I let me. I'll just wrap up with saying this. Um, obviously, there are some some moments where. It hits you, and I'll, I'll say it from Amy's perspective, especially like where you know she goes through times where it, it hits her, and she's just like, yeah, it, like emotionally, sure. And she's like, just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Um, but like I said, you know, before about man, I, you know, she said, I feel like I'm being was prepared for this. Um, most of it, right now, anyway, like we're calm, we are. Uh, have a positive outlook, you know. I mean, especially after today. Today was very, very helpful in that respect. To just give, you know, it was like getting back to the surface of the of the of the lake and being like, oh, take another breath because you know we felt like we were drowning in bad news. Yeah. So, but anyway, we should, we're doing all right. You feel like you're treading water with a weight belt, but you got to let go of the anvil that was in your hands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So. Wow.
Well, we're, as I have texted several times, we're here for all of it. And, you know, maybe right now you're existing in a sense of eerie peace. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a way to put it. That like, is a great way to put it. Um, but, you know, and then we'll be eerily peaceful with you. And when it's time for something else, we'll do that as well. Because it is, it's just a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, you know, when you don't have kids, you think you're tired. Mm-hmm. And you have one kid, and you think you're tired. Right. And you have a second kid, and you go, oh. Oh, I'm really tired. <laughs> you know, like you thought you were stressed. Oh, no, no, there we go. Right, you, exactly. You yeah. thought you had anxiety. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but the key is in this entire process, not to belittle it with a segue, but you want to make sure that you guys are all as okay as you can be. Mm-hmm. And in this process, you will reach new levels of comfort and new levels of care that you've never even found possible if you process this whole pro this time the right way and god will god has prepared you not just to survive this that's not that's i mean ultimately we don't survive everything right but he's he's you know he has prepared you to draw near to him now stop being a pastor not really but to to use this in a way so that you will be more effective in loving more people. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll get through this, and that's our job to help you get through this. But as you go through this, you will be more prepared to care for and to love others. And that's what we've been focusing on last week and what we're focusing on this week is where we are commanded to love others as we love ourselves. And, you know, in, in, in a lot of relationships, when you go through a time like you're going through, the husband may just take care of himself and checks out because mm-hmm. he can't handle it. Right. You know, the, the, the wife might just go into a shell and stop communicating and only take care of herself and then lets the family go and ignores you. And you guys are already a shining example of doing this together, leaning on your friends, communicating, sending out prayer requests and whatnot. And you are healthy, so therefore you're, you're doing the best that you can at this point in time. If we are not emotionally healthy to, as the Bible says, love others as you love yourself— if you are not caring for yourself, we have asked the question, is it even possible to love others? And last week we talked about, well, what is love? Uh, Eric pointed out the Merriam-Webster definition. and uh, Very succinctly. And uh, <laughs> I, I played it for Rachel, and we had a good laugh. <laughs> she was like, what podcast is this? <laughs> Why does it sound like Eric? <laughs> but then we went over and we came up with the definition, um, the Lunchtime in Rome definition, to love someone is to meet their needs and in the verb sense. And if you're not meeting somebody's needs, you're not really loving them. And we talked about, I think a little bit last week at the table, we said that there's a Bible verse, but we couldn't find it. And so I went home and as God tends to do, as I was working on my sermon series, wouldn't you know, boom, first John three sixteen. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his love for us. And so we talked about last week how if you're really loving somebody, there's a sacrifice involved. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say if Jesus laying down his life, certainly a sacrifice. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Ooh, there it is. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I was cracking up. I, I really think it was last Wednesday night I was working on it. And I was just like, oh, here it is. Here it is. We're all searching. I knew it was somewhere. And it was in the next sermon series. So uh, 
Tune in to Faith Community Church's YouTube page in about two or three weeks, and you'll get to hear that verse again. But we left off saying we cannot, it is not love if we're not meeting other people's needs, but what we said we would focus on this week is, does this apply to individual needs, individual emotional needs? Mm Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're not meeting your own... Well, first of all, let's talk about that. Can you meet your own emotional needs? Mm. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> over the... Sorry. We talk about um, emotional needs, and we also use the term relational needs. Interchangeably. Right. So if it's relational, mm-hmm. like how do you meet it yourself? Right? I mean, I guess you could you could put yourself in a situation where you are hopefully in a, a relationship where you're getting your needs met, but that's not the same thing as meeting it yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I know, like, to dumb it down uh, for me, like, I mean, I guess you could give yourself a pep talk, which is encouraging yourself. Like, that's really the only one that I can really... Okay. Well, and I do, you know, I do give myself a lot of attention, sometimes too much, you know? Um, but that's not meeting the need. That's being selfish. Uh I don't know. No, I would stick very much with what Chris said, which is if we're speaking of relational needs, well, you right. can't meet your own relationship. Right. That's why we talk about it. If, if you're not getting it met, we talk about it with comfort. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, when, when Brian was when Brian was here, and he was like, <laughs> you know, I find it, you know, I comfort myself by writing, and I was like, no, you really don't. You process, but you're not. You're finding. Right. You might be finding right. some, you know, understanding, but you're not finding comfort. Comfort somebody joining you in your emotion. So you can't join yourself in your emotion. So you can do so. You can do some self help, right? I mean, there are things you can do. Self care, sure, right? Yes. Um, But we're putting a line between that and actually being able to meet these needs. Sure, exercising is taking care of yourself. Eating healthy is taking care of yourself. It's not meeting a relational need, Right. right? And so. I would say rather than say, you know, comfort yourself, you know, comfort others, you know, as you comfort yourself. Okay, but no, that doesn't apply. But let me ask the next question is, could we then ask the same question? So we should meet others' relational needs as we ensure that our relational needs are met. So we want to make sure that we're in a good, healthy relationship so that the relational needs that we have are met so that we can meet others. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? Yes. That makes sense to me. But it's hard. Because <laughs> you have to already know something about... Uh, I mean, until you know some of these things, some of the thing about relational needs and where you stand and whether you take the relational needs questionnaire or you've read a book or you know, list, just you know, listen to the pod or whatever it is, until you know that, you're kind of like back to spitballing. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. And that's for if anybody's listening for one of the first times, what we're talking about when we say re- relational and emotional needs being somewhat synonymous, they're the reasons why you say I had a good day or I had a bad day. Mm. If they were met, you had a good day. If they were not met, you had a bad day. And so what happens is if you're walking around having a bad day, I'm just having a bad day. Well, you're not very likely to make somebody else's day good. Well, why are you having a bad day? Because these relational and emotional needs were either not met or taken from you. Mm -hmm. 
But the problem is, like you're saying, people don't know that. Yeah. They just they don't know why. Why are you having a bad day? Because they're a jerk. Okay, that's a description of who they are. But why are you having a bad day? Well, because they they yelled at me in front of all the rest of the employees. Mm-hmm. So they took away your respect. Well, yeah, but see, I made a mistake, and they made a big deal out of it. Oh, so you didn't get acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know that. They just know he's a jerk. Right. right. And so therefore, do you feel like being nice to somebody else? No, of course you don't. So let me ask this question. Can you go ahead, Eric? I was just going to say, it is much harder to meet other people's emotional needs when, you're, when yours are not met. Yeah. Like, cause that, that, I mean, and that's a perfect example because like, when you have a bad day, I care a lot less about other people's feelings that day. Now, you know me, I'm not going to be like, at least I'm going to try not to be a jerk, you know, but I'm, I tend to not go out of my way to, you know, make somebody feel good about themselves on, like when I'm on a, on a bad day. And that, yeah. And then, and in the other direction, you're talking about like, oh, they're just a jerk. And then some people, you know, we've talked about self-condemnation, like... Well, I'm just a jerk. Yeah, they come out of that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're like, well, yeah. it's just all my fault Yeah, I did this. Well, they experienced hurts. So some people would say, he's a jerk. Some people say, I'm a loser. Others would say, it's my fault. Yeah. And others would be like, oh, man, I'm going to screw up next time. Mm-hmm. So the four different places where hurts go, whether it be anger, self-condemnation, guilt, or fear, mm-hmm. it's going to go somewhere. But guess what? If you're in any of those four places... Are you very likely to want to meet somebody else's needs? No, because you feel like you're you're swamped. And you're being very self-focused at that point, mm-hmm. not others-focused. And you may not want to, and the question might become, are you able to? And that's sort of what we're talking about tonight. Are you even able to? If your needs aren't being met, are you able to do that? To, to reach out to others that uh-huh. way? Okay. What, oh, my gosh. To comfort somebody? To meet their emotional needs. I so think you, you are. Just, after, after, talk, after talking that out, I think you still can. You're going to say uh, possible, but not easy. Is that? I, I, would say, I would say you still can. It just won't be as good as it would be when you're on so a So you're saying day. the quality won't be as... Right. You won't be on your A game. Right. That's why I feel so like because I'm going, I'm I'm thinking of this like internally. Sure. You know, like I okay, right. If I get chewed out at work, and it never happens. It never God. happens. Um, and I come home frustrated, and Amy comes home with bad news. I'm not gonna one up her and say, "Well, you want to hear about my day? Like, right. you know, this is what happened to me today." I am gonna listen to her. And or she her, needs help around the house. You're gonna right, help, right? So I still feel like you're you're definitely capable of doing it. You may just not do it as generously. You may do it with a little bit of, you know, begrudgingly ness ness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me look it up. Reoccurring begrudge. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I land in my thoughts. Yeah. If and if, I'll add, if you are feeling in uh discouraged like let's just say just random you know if you're random if you're genuinely discouraged about what's happening in your life unless you are being very wait i'd like you to rephrase that what emotional need is not being met encouragement so you're not being encouraged right but you're saying actively discouraged well no i, I didn't mean that so that's I was what i'm just... saying i wanted to give so what is yes. discouraging you so if you are not if you are empty on encouragement, if you have a high need for encouragement and that is not being met, okay, then you'll probably have a harder time encouraging others. 
specifically if you are not um, conscious of of what of emotional needs, I guess is how I'll say it. Like we're going really, we're going good places here, but I want to go back to Eric. Okay, and mm-hmm. you said you can come home from a bad day at work and still love and serve Amy. Yeah. And you said it may not be as effective. Mm-hmm. So the quality may not be as high. Yeah. But is that because you're you and we do this? What about the average guy? Oh, for sure. But I mean, but I'm still capable of doing it. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wait, and, average guy for sure what? Who doesn't, who's not aware of what emotional needs are? He just had right. a bad day at work. But you said for sure what for You'd sure. You'd be able to, other. You'd still be able to do it. Like, okay. if somebody else knew how to, like, you know what I mean? But like, even when the average Joe, like a blind squirrel is going to find a nut sometimes. You know, right. so like even like a guy, a regular Joe doesn't know about emotional needs. He'll suck it. Gets he'll suck it up, Buttercup, and go take care of the missus so she doesn't yeah. yell at him. Right, right. Because some people, they're good people. They're good people, and some that's people. just who they are. Come to this podcast. Some people, some people <laughs> are actually good people. Boom. We've, uh, we've solved it. this. This yeah. is the final episode. We've done. We've solved the world. Well, and. You know, going along with the the whole uh, blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes, you could have a person that's married to, you know how like you'll love somebody with, um, by the way you want to be loved? So if Absolutely. you have if you have a high need of encouragement and your partner has a high need of encouragement, like you might just accidentally meet their emotional needs because that's the way you like to be or need to be loved. Those are, those are what your needs are. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you say, though? Let me go back to the blind squirrel. No, because there's, <laughs> there's another word that you need to look up because it was... You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's one of my favorite Eric-isms. Yeah. Evidently, I have a lot of isms. And it's not... Sometimes not it's all vowels, no consonants. <laughs> yeah, but that one was very hard on some N's and G's. But like, hang down to me. But is a that is a a good, um, not even tangent. But you're flushing out Chris's point that I was going to ask a question on, which is just simply you said if you had a bad day, you didn't get encouragement. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be very encouraging at home. Okay. However, when we take our deep dives on our emotional needs and we say, when your needs aren't met, how do we steal them? Very uh, often, we start giving it away because that's what we really want. Okay. The pers- no, I'm not, I'm not making a statement. I'm asking you. Oh. So is that person likely to not give encouragement or to give encouragement because they desperately want it themselves? But that's not, that wouldn't be robbing. I guess it really depends on how they're processing it, though, right? Because as Eric was talking, I was also thinking about like, if you, um, if you had a ba- whatever your emotional need is, if you had a bad day at work, for example, and respect, you got yelled at. Sure, and you are, let's say you go to anger, right? So you are angry. Well, you go home and you're taking that anger with you. Again, especially if you assuming are, you haven't processed it properly, right? That's what I'm saying. Is assuming that, like, you know, average you, Joe. Yes, average Joe you're, Joe. you're angry, and now you get home, and your wife needs X, Y, Z, whatever. Or, or, it or is. she, or she says, "Did you, uh, did you fill the my gas with car?" <laughs> yep. I, I guarantee you, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
did you fill my car with gas or, oh, you, you know, or just something so simple as like, oh, you missed the spot in the lawn. Right. Hits him with a little bit of not respect. Yeah. And your cup is already full. It's right. or overflowing. And so is that person going to emotionally respond and say, oh, wait, what happened at work is not, you know, that's not what's happening here. No. You just lash out. You're angry. Mm-hmm. Well, in essence, she needed support. She didn't need respect. In my example that I used. Because she's like, oh, did you help cut the grass? And she's... So she wasn't expressing a need at all, actually. That was a bad example, is my point. Yeah. But, I mean, either way. It, the, the Yeah, the point is, if your cup is overflowing, it's going to be harder for you to... Sure. Yeah. So Eric's standpoint is, it's possible, mm-hmm. but it won't be as effective. Yeah. And your point is, yeah, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. All right, what about... Well, I was just going to say, and Chris made a good point. It go- does go back to the cup. You know, like if your cup's full, you don't have much more to give. No, mm-hmm. because you already have the negative things spewing right. out of the top right. of the cup. And that's but, even if you do understand emotional needs. Right. Go to lunchtimeandrome.com, Google, or not Google search, but podcast search emotional cup, and you'll hear more of what we're talking about. You were saying, Chris. Yeah, that's even if you're in the game of being self-aware at all. Yeah. If your cup's overflowing, your cup's overflowing. Yeah. And if you don't even know you got a cup, oh you're boy. just having a bad day. Oh Not today, Alice. Not today. <laughs> what about this? What if you don't have a high emotional need for a specific emotion? No need. So, for example, Rachel, no need for support mm-hmm. whatsoever. Leave me alone. Let me do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's she's making sure that it's met. She doesn't even consider it. It's, it's a not doesn't move her, the yeah. needle. Right. Doesn't care. Or Brian with a low need for security, and Lex is worried about this or that or the other thing. He prefers to sleep with like his door open, unlocked open. Yeah. Yes, he loads a gun and leaves it right by his head <laughs> just in case he bumps it. It's really weird. <laughs> but so then, can you meet somebody else's emotional need if you don't value it? Oh, oh! If you don't, well, here's the okay. So let's have go back a need to for. It. I the, use value, uh, yeah. but have a need for it. So we're going average Joe, average Joe, and, and you got to okay, say yeah. that the way we're we're using that term today we'll call him AJ. is AJ has no like pick a need. It, well, just no, just he has no no knowledge. Nothing emotional needs is on his radar. Right, he's just going through his right, day. Right. And feeling things, but not really processing it. Right. So, question again. Can AJ meet... What was the woman's name I used earlier? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to back it up. Um, Helen's needs. Uh, a specific need if he doesn't have that need. He has a low score for that need. So I, AJ, I say no without like having a list of emotional needs and, and, and listening to our podcast or whatever... No, because he doesn't even know it exists. Right? That's what I say. For AJ, specifically. For AJ, right. He doesn't know that her need exists. And How is he going to meet it? Well, he's going to see what she is, whatever outwardly is coming from her. She's expressing some need, but he's not going to see that need. He's going to interpret it as something else or not even interpret it at all. Well, and, and double, he doesn't need it. Yeah. So right. he doesn't know ex- know it exists. Well, that's why then- he doesn't know it exists, because he doesn't need it. He yeah. doesn't care about it. Mm. Right. So Rachel is the example, right? 
So she doesn't need support. It doesn't move the needle at all. If, I, I mean... Hypothetically speaking, right, if her daughter wanted to clean and was told to clean her room, and her daughter needed help doing that because she needs support, is Rachel likely to go upstairs and help her? No. Right, yeah, because that's just not a thing. That's not how, in her mind, that would be... Not, that's not the way that you handle situation or deal right. with your daughter or whatever. You know, however they're processing it, it's not support. It's not going to come out that way. I guess what... I guess the... I agree with you and to, to all of that. We're I guess sticking what, with AJ. Right. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's even worse. Like, he's going to even miss the mark even worse... Like, but I don't know how else to say that because, well, no, here's an example. What Rachel would do, and I've used this example before, is say, Bella, it's only going to take you 10 minutes. You can do it. I believe in you. You're right. a rock encouraging. star. Encouraging. Right. Okay. Well, AJ might be like, I said, clean your room. Right. Like, at least Rachel's trying to give her something. Right. Because, like, and that's like, that's kind of my point, like, where he you doesn't recognize it because he doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. But then he's going to miss it. Because he, it's not even on his radar that because right. he doesn't need it, and he'll be manipulated by the things that he does need. So if he has a high need for respect, right? That, I right. told you, if right. he's worried that the right. house is going to have mice because his daughter didn't clean his room, he's going to have a high need for security. So he's going to say, "Hey, you could clean that room, right? Whatever it is, he'll be manipulated by his emotional need, mm-hmm. not knowing what or even considering what his daughter needs, right? So he's like doubling down. Okay, so that's for support slash encouragement, two sides of a different coin. What about, say, uh, let's, let's make Rachel be the victim here rather than the one who doesn't understand emotional needs. So she has a high need for security, and she's like, did you lock the door? Mm-hmm. And not just AJ, but let's just say Jay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... But no, I do. let's say I get hit by lightning six times from a falling asteroid. So if that really happens, it's kind of a cool story. <laughs> and against what she has always promised, she remarries AJ. And she's like, can you lock the door? Can you lock the door? Can you lock the door? If he doesn't care about security, is he going to lock the door? Is he going to give her that security by locking the door? Mm. I think meeting a a direct request from a friend or spouse or whoever. So you're saying it's a different support, not a poor, but a different example. Whereas I think in that specific example, yeah, like if if there's a request made, you don't have to understand the need for the request to just honor... But I think dutiful husband. Yeah. It, I, here's a good example, though. Same example. Okay. You guys are laying in bed, or AJ and Helen are lay, laying in bed. Helen has a high need of security. She asked, "Did you lock the door?" If AJ is in a great mood, ha- is having the best day. Okay. So whatever his needs are, have been met. Have been met. He'll yeah. be like, "No," and he'll just go do it. Right? I mean, yes, and he'll go do it. Oh, right. did you lock the door? No. No, I'll go do it right now. Right. Like, he'll be like, I'm happy to do it. I'll go downstairs and, and go do it, you know, because his needs have been met. If they haven't been met... It's it, an argument. It's either an argument or it'll be, no, and, yeah. like, he'll begrudgingly go down and lock it, make it like a deal that he has to get out of bed, go down, lock the door... And then it's and then it's on. Then it goes back to Helen. Like, well, maybe I should have. Like, it, it, could, it could play games, emotional games in her mind of right. like, well, maybe I should have locked the door while I was down there. I should have thought of that. You know, blah 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 blah. Her high need of you know uh, acceptance or whatever. 
you know, because she did something wrong and blah, 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 blah. And now she feels guilty or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, so then, then, then that, like, that's how it cycles. That's how it goes. Oh, and it spirals down fast. Yeah. So I, I like that example because that really puts it in the perspective of what we were talking about before. With of, the, the cup being full. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. And the cup being full being an example of an, uh, too many hurts. Cup being empty, which mm-hmm. is actually a good thing, mm-hmm. uh, is his needs have been, or his hurts have been, he doesn't have many hurts. Yeah. So therefore, he's much more likely to meet those needs. And that is like such a simple example, tangible example of emotional needs. Like that is the epitome of emotional needs right there. And I think it, it brings to mind, like, because I can imagine being AJ, like laying in bed. It's because that's 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 certainly a scenario that Amy and I have played out. Oh yeah. Several Once times you're in bed, you don't want to get out of years, bed, right? And if you're having a bad day, you don't want to get out of bed. And she has that high need for security. And she asks, are the doors locked? And if I have not remembered, and I'm talking in years past, I have lied. Boy, yeah. that's that's great for taking away somebody's security. If, if she's the first one up the next morning, and she's <laughs> now like... Now you got to set your alarm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's horrible. I'll get you a cup of coffee, hon. Hang on. <laughs> Let me support you. Yeah. yeah. Um, honor you. Or, or it's like... Couldn't you remember right. for once? Right. You know, like, why is this yeah, not about, on me? How about you take a turn? Yeah. Then it turns in, then like it goes into a fight, like you were talking about. But I think, like, it brings to mind, like, in your example, um, Eric, AJ's laying in bed and his cup is full, right? And I think anybody out there who, um, you may not know anything about emotional needs, but you might get to the end of the day and you were like, man, I just feel mentally and emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. and that's all you know and you don't want to do anything else and you don't want to talk to anybody and you don't want to get out of bed to lock the door but that's like that's an average joe can feel that yes yeah and so <clears throat> we feel i guess like my <laughs> right. encouragement in my in the moment is like ooh, that might, that might be a really good way for somebody to realize like that's a, a perfect starter scenario for like oh okay so what happened to me and i'm getting a little off topic but i'm just saying like that that when you when you feel man i'm emotionally and mentally drained mm, your cup is full something happened to you like you can start to delve into that right a bit. right going back to our deep dives on emotional needs and how we said when your needs aren't met you steal them the reality is you become much more myopic and selfish when your needs aren't being met because you're, what is you're, what does myopic mean? Sorry, like singularly focused and close and on yourself. You're only looking vision. at yourself. You're not seeing big picture, right? Yeah. Okay. You're only seeing bad day. I'm angry, or even if you're not AJ, you're one of us. You're going, man, all day long. I have not received respect all day long. I have not been supported. You're well aware of it, so you're going to focus inward on the need that wasn't met, the hurt that was incurred. Well, the more we're focusing on ourselves, we're certainly not focusing on the needs of others. Mm-hmm. And so to begin to summarize, I would say the more hurts we've incurred, the more emotional needs that have not been met certainly puts up the, the it increases our inability to perceive, let alone be willing to meet the needs in others, because we're only going to see how it affects us. Your heart isn't broken for your wife who's sitting there nervous in bed because she was always scared in bed as a child and her dad told her not to worry about it and therefore she would just go to bed frightened every night. You're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking about your own needs that weren't met that mm-hmm. day. So number one, you're not even, you don't even have the ability 
to see the need that's met, let alone be willing to meet it. And then back to your point earlier, Eric, then when you do meet it, it's greatly encumbered and won't be as effective because you're going to stomp down the stairs. Right. And lock the door. Right. She doesn't feel like you love her. She feel like you shut her up. Mm-hmm. Right. You did the bare minimum. Right. And so as, as we move forward, I would say, you know, it's, it was complicated and daunting as we looked at this tonight. But I would say I have three points if we're going to take anything away from it. Number one is if we ensure that our emotional needs are being met, i.e., we're in a healthy emotional relationship with at least a couple people who are meeting our needs, you know, a spouse, a best friend, a family member, whatever, then we are most likely to meet that need in others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair statement. Yeah. Where are we on the outline? Number here, two of five Got sub it. II. Got it. Where it says it comes down to this. Yep. I'll read number two. Ah. If we don't have a high need for a certain emotional need, we will be less likely, but not unable to meet it in others. Wait, let me process that. If we don't have a high need, so like security, so AJ right. laying in bed doesn't care yes. about security, right? And so it's not even on his radar. Right. Gotcha. Not that he's enabled to. And number three, you want me to read one? If we have a high need and it's not being met, it will be most challenging to even try to meet it in others. And that's what we sort of just talked about. If we're even able to perceive it is maybe something we should add to that. Mm. Wow, that's kind of interesting. I mean, just how like you put that out. I didn't even look at the outline. Ah. Because you said not to. And I appreciate that. <laughs> And then, and then I mocked you for not knowing where it was. Like last week when you were the only one who hadn't read it, and I had you read it, and it was the most embarrassing part. And funniest. It was great. That's right. That's right. So I would think that is the summary of, can we meet somebody else's emotional needs if ours, ours aren't being met? Would be the conclusion I think we've come to. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it leaves us off, why isn't loving others or loving ourselves happening more often, I think we table that for another day. Beautiful. And I like that it wasn't just one answer. Like, we had those three points, like, from three different perspectives that, well, if this is the scenario, this is probably why things are happening. And if this, this, this is... Well, and we had it. talked about going through each emotional need. Like, if you have yeah. a high need of encouragement, like, can you give encouragement if you're not getting it? And, like, it's not... Yeah, I'm so glad we did it this way. Well, Jay, I think you did a good job of sort of categorizing them like instead of all of them it was like well what about you know in this scenario for these needs and what about in that scenario i think the summary works yeah it's good beautiful really good and so that's how we're going to wrap up episode 175 please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com while there be sure to take our relational needs questionnaire thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in rome see you next week bye uh, <laughs> I just, I'm the I worst. Mean, I'm the worst. You just lead with a bang. I, just, I mean, people are like, coming. not this podcast. I am the worst. The, the good news is it's not worse. Yay. Begrudgingly. Ness. You know what I mean? Let me go back to the blind squad. No. Did you fill the mic gas with car? <laughs>